It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Hey, what is up, listeners all around the world? It's summertime. We just passed the summer solstice. Days are long. Plenty of time for golf out there. Hopefully getting a chance to play some golf with you and your family and your friends. We just finished our first week of summer camp here at Rancho Carlsbad in Carlsbad, California. It was absolutely epic. I mean, the way I describe it is it would be pretty much impossible for any child to walk away after that camp and not have had an absolute blast and time of their life. We had so much fun. It was just amazing. And, you know, for me, the premise of the camps really are is that number one, all the children are safe. Number two, they have fun. And number three, they get a chance to practice some skills both on and off the golf course and learn some things along the way. And I think we ticked off all those boxes in that order. And it was just a fantastic week. And I'm excited for our summer camps all summer long with so many children. We've even got long, long waiting lists, 40 people on waiting lists per week. I wish we could accommodate them for all of our summer camps, but hopefully they'll be able to find some other weeks throughout the summer that they can join. So golf is still a happening sport, which is great and exciting. Now, today, this episode is going to be just me again, and there's going to be quite a few of these through the summer um, because I've had some thoughts that I'd like to share with you throughout the summer, and then we'll get some more interviews and some more other guests that have been on the podcast before to come on and talk about some other topics. But I want to talk about this one because it's something that I think us parents and coaches are always wondering. And we're thinking in the back of our heads, you know, is this game, is it ever going to click for these children? Meaning, you know, are they ever going to be able to get the ball up in the air? Are they ever going to be able to figure out how to get the ball from A to B and less strokes than they've been doing and almost seem like they are simulating the game of golf? Now, I think first and foremost with this is that we have to realize one thing and is it are they enjoying it and again that's regardless of what their scores are but are they enjoying it are they still having fun is this is golf something that they're excited about and if the answer is yes then I don't think the timeline really matters about when it will click but I think if scoring or improvement is something that they are striving for, I think one thing that we have to tell ourselves is that it will click eventually. We just don't know when it will. And I think we also have to break it down as well and break it down into small steps. So what does it even mean? Will it click? So I'm going to start from the ground up. And I'm going to give you this example because I'm coaching these preschool classes, which are absolutely amazing. They're so fun. Our golf character, Golfosaurus, is traveling all over the world and the universe. And in the class we had actually yesterday, Golfosaurus was flying to his grandparents' house. And it's great because the golf course I work at, there's a uh, local airport nearby. So every time an airplane flew over our heads, the kids were pointing up to the the sky saying, there's Golfosaurus, he's flying to his grandparents' house. It was absolutely awesome. But this example comes because I had a three-year-old boy and his oldest sister she is five and it was only their second class that they came and 
mind you, they've never played the game of golf. They've never held a golf club. They, you know, they've had some other activities that had balls, whether it was soccer or maybe even a little bit of some baseball, but really not other experiences related to golf. And so they came to a class, I believe it was two weeks ago, and it was fun for them. I mean, they had the time of their lives. The mother told me all they talk about was the golf class, which is, you know, that 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 just warms my heart because it's something that I'm really striving for is to get as many people into the game as early as possible. But they came back for the second class. And yesterday in the class, it was amazing that all of a the sudden they just had this concept of how to hit the ball and simulate a swing. And all they were saying, you could hear the little boy just saying tick tock, tick tock. And he's just making this little backswing, this little downswing. And we put the tennis balls up on a tee and he started getting the ball to pop up in the air. And the, the activity there was to help Golfosaurus take off on the runway. And so we had these noodles in this simulated runway and, and all they had to do is get the balls to fly up in the air. Well, the little boy got to fly up in the air and then his sister, who's five, hit it all the way down the runway up in the air. And the parents afterward uh, afterwards were just ecstatic. They were just saying, it looks like they're actually golfing. And I said, yeah, no, it's, it's wild, isn't it? And they've only come two times. They've, you know, their golfing experience is less than two hours. And here they are already starting to figure it out. And I think it's just by watching their peers and it's just crazy how brilliant children are. So in that little manner, it clicked for them really just after two classes. And click just means they understand the goal swing. Now, for a little bit older children, let's just say six to eight years old, it might take clicking might be a little bit different. And what I mean by that is that if they're starting with real golf clubs and using real golf balls, golf balls smaller they're trying to hit balls off the off the actual grass of the turf. And so, you know, you kind of sit there and wonder and you watch your child swing and miss the ball quite a few times. And you're just thinking, geez, are they ever going to get this thing in the air? You know, and, you know, here we are in these classes just doing lots of games and activities. They're having a lot of fun, of course. But their swings don't look like, you know, proper golf swings yet. And they're doing these activities and games. And again, you know, they're having fun. They, their confidence is going up because they are achieving some of the, the tasks or goals. It may not look pretty. They may not be doing it every time, but they're doing it. And of course, with the tasks and games, it just gives them this confidence and the camaraderie with their teammates. They, they love that and that keeps them motivated and it keeps them engaged in the game and wanting to come back. So an example here um, with clicking, uh, we have this girl, she's in one of our Operation 36 classes, and she came very fresh. She had had some exposure with her game because her dad's been playing golf for a while, but really hadn't had much golf experience before joining the class. And she's gone out and done the nine hole events. Well, the first one ever, she went out, it was the first time ever going on the golf course, starting 25 yards away. She had a score for the nine holes for, as a 61, which is great. She loved it. She's enjoying it. She's excited about going to the golf course. I know she was a little bit nervous. But then the next time she came out, she had a little bit more experience and she had a 56. And mind you, she still has some swings where she swings and misses. And, you know, the ball's not really getting up in the air that much. And I just want to fast forward. And again, score is not everything. But again, I'm just going back to will it click? And my premise is it will click eventually if. They're having fun, they're enjoying it, and they keep wanting to come out. So we've just been working on these activities. I've been teaching the whole group very lightly. And then yesterday, she came out for our final nine-hole event of the spring semester. 
And on the first hole, she makes her shot 25 yards away. And for her, that's pretty much about a full swing with a pitching wedge or a seven iron. I'm not sure which club. Ball pops up in the air, goes right on the green. I'm thinking, wow, that's a good start, you know? And, you know, it looks like she's making like a, a real golf swing. And I'm just thinking, you know, as far as the teaching lightly and the games and all that, I'm thinking, hmm, you know, maybe things are starting to click here. And I was like, maybe, maybe she just got lucky. I don't know. And so I decided, you know, after all the groups tee off, I head up out on the golf course to watch everybody and encourage them. And uh, I think it was hole number four. I see her tee off. Ball pops up in the air, flies on the green. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. She's doing great. And then I see her tee off, I believe, on the final hole, hole number nine. Hits the ball off the, uh, on her tee shot. Ball flies in the air, goes in the green. And I'm thinking, holy moly. Like, all of a sudden, it's just clicked for her. And she has the biggest smile on her face. She's so excited. And not only that, the putting. And that's usually the biggest thing for beginner golfers is they'll go and they'll, they might hit a good shot, but then it takes them four, five, six more putts to get in the hole. She's two putting everything. And she ended up having four threes for her nine hole event. I think she had two or three fours. And she ended up shooting a 42 yesterday. So mind you, this is somebody who just started golfing in the middle of May. We're here at the end of June. She started with a 61. She shot a 42 yesterday. And clearly, something has clicked. And again, scores are not everything. But for those of us who are worried or wondering, you know, are our children going to progress? Are our students going to progress? Do we have to jump in and be more hands-on? Do we have to be more technical? Do we have to change the environment to what we think how adults learn, which is different than children, to make this fast forward? And I think the answer is we don't. But what we do need to be doing is we need to make sure that they are enjoying it and they're having fun and they're encouraged. And I think if we scale some of the activities and tasks and games to where they feel like they are helping their team or they are accomplishing the task, then that confidence goes just through the roof for them. And next thing we know, they're out there playing golf and it's just clicked. And just at the snap of the fingers, we have these golfers playing on the golf course, enjoying themselves, loving the sport. And really what we have done is we've provided them with an environment to allow them to thrive. And I think that is something that's huge. And I had an episode with Neil Plimmer that was just the power of environment and community and even the culture. And a lot of that times we can't even see it. So going back to what I have been trying to get my head around myself is, is that games, activities, fun is so important for the development. And again, you're thinking about that. Is it going to click? It will eventually. We don't know when, but it will as long as we have a positive learning environment for them. They feel like they're part of the community and they want to come back to golf class every day. And that should be our goal as adults. That should be our goal as coaches. It should be our goal as parents. And it's something that I think we just need to constantly be thinking about and not trying to chase the fast improvement track or get caught up in seeing other children playing really good golf at a young age and comparing ourselves or our children or our students to others. Because I think that could lead to a coaching direction or parenting direction 
that might drive them away from the sport and not keep them in the sport. So I want you to take a second here and think about, well, what is the best case scenario for our children and for our students in the game of golf? And then I want you to take a second and think, what is the worst case scenario for our children or our students in the game of golf? Now think about that for a second. I've written down what I think the best case scenario is and the worst case scenario is. And I hope that you would agree with me on these. And you might have some different answers, and that's totally okay. But what I put down as far as the worst case scenario is, is that they quit playing golf. And just think about that. The worst case scenario is they quit playing golf. So what do we have to do to make sure that the worst case scenario doesn't happen? And the worst case scenario is not whether they win or lose. The worst case scenario is not that they don't improve fast enough. The worst case scenario is that they quit playing the game of golf. So we have to do whatever we can do to make sure that they don't put, quit the game of golf, especially if they are enjoying it, and especially you as a coach or you as a parent enjoy it, and it's something that you want to do with them and hope that they do it for a long time. So now, what's the best case scenario? Well, I've talked about this before. It's you get you get a chance to play golf with your children for the rest of your lives. Or as a coach, you get a chance to coach these children throughout their entire childhood until they go off on their own into being adults. I think that's the best case scenario and the worst case scenario you have to you have to think about. And that's what I think about. And if I can do my job as a coach and my job as a parent to make sure that those two things, one, happen for the best case scenario, and two, don't happen for the worst case scenario. So think about that and really digest that. And if you have some other ideas of the worst and best case scenarios, then you know keep that in the back of your mind. And I think that'll help us out as adults to make sure that what we're doing is in line with that. All right. So here's a couple of things that I want you as an adult to think about. And this is not only just parents, but also coaches, because yesterday during our nine hole event, it's awesome to see the families out on the golf course. I'm so fortunate. The families that we have in our golf group are amazing. They're so encouraging. They are like what I see as the ideal golf parents and families. I'm so lucky that they're part of the program that I'm coaching. But we're out there, and I'm out there too. And it's some things I actually don't even think about is, well, what are the children thinking about when we're out there? Like, are they worried about whether we make it, they make a putt or not? Uh, are they worried about me as a coach watching them? I think they are a little bit. And so I need to do a little bit better job as well to let them know that when I'm out there, I'm just out there to encourage them, uh, to watch them, and just let them know I just love watching them play. It's not about the results at all. And for parents, I think, you know, they, in my group they've done a fantastic job of that but sometimes I roll up on the golf cart I'm driving in fast I hop out of the cart I start talking to the parents and you know I have to be careful as well because what is maybe the players wondering is it I'm talking about their child about their swing their performance maybe this is what they're thinking they're thinking oh coach Travis is here he's talking to my dad about my swing oh geez well I better stay focused and try to do that swing that coach Travis told me well I don't want him thinking that that might be the last thing I want him to be thinking about because that's probably not going to help with his performance or his confidence. So I have to be more proactive and let them know that when I'm out on the golf course watching them play, I'm just out there because I love watching them play and that's it. I don't, I'm not looking for results. I'm not looking for anything else. That's why I'm out there. And I think as far as parents go, if you're listening too, just make sure that they know before you go out on the golf course as well that that is what you're out there for. You're out there to encourage them and you're out there just because you love watching them play and that's it. Now, 
as a coach and a parent, ask yourself these questions. So what do you like, like your body language, your mentality? What do you like after you see your student or child just make a few birdies in a row? Now, of course, you're probably inside of feeling pretty good, but you know, what are you doing? What do you like? Now, also on the flip side is what do you like when they have a blow up hole or two? You know, has your body language changed? Is the words you're saying, have they changed? Think about that as well. And then just think, you know, is it different than, you know, what am I I doing different? Is what I'm doing different when they're doing well and when they're doing poorly? So just think about that. Now, some good advice from the Positive Coaching Alliance. They have what's called a mistakes ritual. And one one of the rituals they say is just to flush it. So it's just to say out loud, you can just say, all right, let's just flush that. It's like flush it down the toilet. It's like, so if you had a mistake, you know, just, just flush it. Just that's in the past. Just get over it. You know, as a parent or a coach and you're watching that, just, I would just flush it and just be like, all right, well, there's, that's the next hole. There's the next shot. Another thing you can do is the no sweat mistakes ritual. It's like take two fingers and just wipe, pretend like you're wiping sweat across your forehead. And when you do that cue, you know, it's just like, that's in the past. Let's move on. And let's just encourage them to keep doing well. So those are some tactics if you're out there watching the players. But I think being a little bit more proactive and communicating with the children once you're out there and they know why you're out there, I think that'll put them at ease and help them relax a little bit. It also would help to just ask them what it is they want from you when you're out on the golf course watching them play. You know, what is it that what is it that the children want from you as a coach watching them play? What is it that they the children want of you as a parent when you're out there watching them play it'd be interesting to listen to them and and hear what they have to say about that so the last thing i'm going to leave you with is the idea that patience is a virtue all right if they continue to play golf and we encourage them it will click eventually again we don't know when but it will click eventually it might be when they are five years old. It might be when they're eight years old. It might be when they're 14. It may not be till they're 18 years old. We don't know when it's going to click, but let's keep this in the back of our minds. We want to make sure that they stay safe, that they're having fun. They're getting chances to explore and try things on their own. It's okay for them to make mistakes. They're going to have failures, but we need to be encouraging that and that they're learning things along the way. And if we can do that and provide that in the environment for the children, I think that not only will they thrive, we'll be able to have the best case scenario that you'll be able to play golf with your children for the rest of your lives. And again, that click moment will happen eventually. And again, it can happen in a small scale, it can happen in a big scale, it can happen for more enjoyment of the game, it can happen for performance on the golf course depending on what your children want to do with the game of golf but again it will happen we just need to be patient Uh, we have to trust what we are doing and what the environment we're providing is best for our children is best for our students and again it will all click for them eventually so i hope some of the stories i shared with you today will help you out as coaches as parents to kind of keep plugging along encouraging our children to keep having fun in the game of golf and i hope that we can all in 10 20 30 years be happy that we help them get to what is the best case scenario and that we're still playing golf with them and we'll continue to play golf with them for the rest of our lives have a fantastic week 
look forward to having you all here back on the podcast. And if you could do me a favor is go into Apple Podcasts and give the podcast a review. I think it'd be really helpful. So that way when other families or coaches come across the podcast, they'll see that how much you're enjoying this podcast and how much it's helped you. It'll encourage them to give a listen. And I think the more we can share this message with families and coaches and players around the world, the the more all of us are going to enjoy the sport together. So I appreciate all of you and the support and the feedback you've already given. And um, for more updates and information, go ahead and also go check out the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Give it a like. And I look forward to following up with all of you and hear more fantastic feedback. Go out there, enjoy the sport, and enjoy it for the rest of your lives. Thank you so much.